Yes. Hello, Dave. Welcome back. It's a rare recording opportunity. We promised yes. to do more, but you know what? We're here now. Yep, yep. We're here in the moment. I am now. It's crazy times. Crazy times. Going my to tell you a secret. Ooh. All right. I have the secret of what makes a man. Nah, <laughs> you a funny man. <laughs> what makes a man, Dave? <laughs> that's Shane being cute, trying to. Because that's the chapter we're on. I should say successfully introducing the chapter for this week. Yes, I um, I don't know this one. This chapter was a little hard for me to get my brain wrapped around. I think I... Uh... Really? How so? I don't know. Maybe my head was just in the wrong space for it at the time. Okay. Um, but uh, I guess what... Uh, let's start with this. What's your sense of it, Gene? Oh, wow. Pass the buck, uh -huh. are we? Uh-huh, yeah. Does this chapter scare you, Dave? Does it make you <laughs> terrified? <laughs> um, well, I think to summarize the entire chapter, it, for me anyway, is, well, in the film, um, and I think this is the scene where uh, the, the Lebowskis meet for the first time, where it is uh the dude is asking the rich lebowski to basically uh replace his rug because two guys that were supposed to beat up the rich guy actually beat up the dude because they got the address wrong essentially and mm. the dude's like well the least you could do is give me a new rug or clean my rug. Clean the rug? No, I think he did. He actually took. I see. recall he actually took a rug with him from the because uh, from the guy's house. So, mm. I guess when you think of it from that perspective of that, what's going on in that scene where it's like replace my rug, and then at one point uh, the guy brings up you know what makes a man, Ms. Lebowski, and the definition he was using for himself was uh, his his success metric was him saying if you are wealthy or if you are uh, producing equity or money uh, that was his metric he was trying to illustrate to the to the dude that that's what he thought a man meant so, of course, we know the dude's like, well, no, the dude's the dude. You you, you don't need to produce anything. Actually, it's really funny. One of the things that was said in the chapter reminded me of the film uh, Say Anything, where there's the scene with, uh, what's the character? Dirk or Doug or Dude or, not, not Dude, but, uh, but played by um, that actor that we all know. Uh, but or the, the Cusack, yeah, and the scene where he's having dinner with the family of the girl that he likes, 
and they're all meeting him, I think, for the first time. And he's saying, uh, they're saying, so what, what is it? What do you do? Uh, or what do you want to do with your life? Because I think at the time they're late high school, just graduating or whatever. And right. they uh, are entering life as adults for the first time. And when they're asking him, you know, what do you do or what do you want to do with your life? He has this great line that I can't think of at the moment, but essentially he doesn't want to produce anything, make anything, sell anything. Uh, you know, he kind of goes over the gamut of all the things that people expect of a teenager coming out of high school <laughs> right. to know. And right. And it all comes back. That, I've forgotten what line, uh, what sentence it's, but something, something just popped into my head. Oh, I know what it was. Um, Harold and Maude, like he's talking about uh, a whole bunch of different, like they're talking about a bunch of different movies. And uh, that just popped into my mind because mm. what is the measure of a man? Because to me, it's not what people think it is. And the dude, especially would tell people that uh, there is no measure really um, just be and, and, and do good things. But I guess uh, I'm trying to summarize the whole chapter and it's not really working out. Uh, mm. But I guess, I don't know. For, I think, uh, I think that's not bad. Well, I mean, from, I think, from my memory, well, they talk about a lot of different things about about uh, different films and what they influence. They talk about nine eleven, um, and mm. they're talking about different measures that people take to react to the world. And I think ultimately, what uh, for me the whole summary is that the fear of knowing oneself really stops people from understanding themselves because we go through life and we have essentially different identities where we talk about some people i think it's i think pop psychology would call it like masks you know you have a mask and you have it whatever situation you find yourself in you're putting on whatever mask you feel is appropriate and mm -hmm. that's kind of what they're talking about here and i think i mean some of the stuff they talk about they talk about 9-11 a lot and about the war on terror and things like that and i think i got a bit lost in that part of the conversation because i'm not well, I'm not American, for one. Um, mm. So it doesn't have the same social impact uh, for me. But the rest of it, uh, just they make a lot of different... Um, is that you can know yourself by direct means of thinking and the other was um like reflecting seeing yourself reflected in other people and how how they react to you and mm. that the only way to really learn uh is you have to um 
I don't know. What was this? Um, I think it was in the last part about um, that you have to remain open and accepting mm. of, of pretty much everything. Uh, that, that the you know, um, if that yeah, makes the, any there's sense. a couple of pieces. Uh, I think what you're referring to is their uh, mentions of uh, vulnerability. Exactly. That. Thank you. That's the word that right. I could not okay. pull out of my brain. Okay. Yeah. Dude, you you got way way more out of that than I did for sure. That was uh, beautiful. Uh, description. And thank you, everyone. We'll see you next week. I think. Yeah. There you go. We're done. That's it. Made germs. <laughs> but but I mean, it's it's interesting because they this chapter very much reflected by my way of thinking where you have if you're trying to illustrate an idea where you're trying to, to to talk about something specific that you tend to go into different other stuff you know you find stories to fill the gap and mm. i mean uh where's the, let me actually find the chapter they talked about um uh in uh in Hal Ashby's last film, Eight Million Ways to Die, uh, da, 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 they talked about uh, different methods for this. Hal Ashby is, I think he's the he's the director, right? He's the director. I should have looked him up beforehand, but because um, some of these movies I haven't seen, but uh, of all of them, um, Harold and Maud is one that I know quite well because I've seen it several times and it's about a young kid and well, I mean, on the surface, it's about a young kid and a, an older woman um, who we would probably consider elderly uh, who get into a relationship and, and are basically start dating. So we're talking like younger kid, like we're talking like 20 years old dating a 70 year old woman. And uh, although I don't know what her actual age is in the film, I can't remember. But uh, it's a very good film. Like it's 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 so interesting what they talk mm. about in that one. But anyway, blah blah blah. That's about the movie side of the thing. But that kind of spoke to me as my point uh, in this chapter because a lot of the stuff they re make reference to about the people that created these films, uh, a little bit about what they're about, uh, spoke a lot. This spoke volumes to me because I knew some of the films they were referring to. And uh, mm. and then, of course, the 9-11 stuff. But, uh, which I think was, they, the 9-11 stuff was more about the fear of, of who are we after we've been attacked? Like, who are we uh, as, a, as a society and a country? And, and can we rectify yeah, yeah. a lot of our identities? Because... Right. And the, the response, I guess, to it, right? To yeah. the, uh, I almost don't want to use the term, but the trauma. How yeah. how did the country respond? Or, from what I remember, they're kind of talking about that. <clears throat> Excuse. About, uh, I think it's Jeff talking about um, how he saw a lot of... Um, 
softness and caring, I think is kind of how he puts it, uh, for a while, you know, um, like maybe a couple of four weeks, something like that after. And then he said everything became rigid again. And then it turned into, we're going to get these cheese balls kind of thing. So, um, yeah. I wonder, I wonder if maybe because of your familiarity with the world, you were able to get a little more juice out of that chapter than I was. Cause I, I wasn't there for the references, I think mm-hmm. is maybe part of it. I don't know. Um, well, one but... of the things that I think Bernie said about, um, uh, the, the reason, at least his explanation was the reason that 9-11 happened was because people were fearing what the States was doing across the world. And, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm simplifying a lot about that entire situation, but um, it still didn't justify, it still didn't, you know, I mean, basically, they were talking about how the identity of a country... I mean, Canada has... Actually, let me take it out of the States. Let me bring it into into Canada's context. Just because you and I, you know, we live here. Um, Mm. The identity of a country that we have right now, of, of all countries, I think, in general, but specifically North America, we've got two large countries here. Um, Actually, you could include Mexico a bit. Uh... Because Mexico technically was a French colony for a while, and all of these kinds of things up here was French for a while, and areas of the states are still French, Um, like uh, specifically in the south of Georgia, uh, Alabama. Where where is Georgia? Oh my God, Louisiana. Yeah, Um, Louisiana, right. So, in the last couple of years. It's been interesting with uh, Black Lives Matter and all of these sorts of things, the woke culture becoming a thing. And one of the things that it, it spurred me to do was I don't particularly believe in woke culture. I think it's kind of ridiculous. But the idea that people should be educated and become ed- more educated about the historical context of of in our case canada Mm. and Mm. so i've i've read a couple of books in the last six months or so that talk about what the reality was in canada in terms of racism and all that kind of stuff so when you think of canada as this place that was the uh, end of the uh, underground railway to get slaves out of Mm. the u.s that part was is true, but it wasn't like they crossed the border and suddenly flowers were thrown at them and everyone started having orgies. Um, the reality was very much what was going on down there. We had people up here that were slave owners. We had people up here who uh, hated black people just because they were black. And we had very similar policies about people settling in Canada and and where you could live and all that kind of bullshit. And Mm -hmm. 
I mean, the argument that, that most Canadians have in my mind is is that I've heard and I've used before uh, was that uh, we did a better job about having people coming here that were black. But then you turn around and you're like, oh, right, the native population. So yeah. that needs to be rectified. That needs to be like all of these things are under the surface and everyone I think agrees uh, that moving forward is the best policy, but at the same time, we need to recognize uh, that these historical realities existed and Mm. we can't hide the fact that the entire colonial movement you know, many hundreds of years ago before we were born, uh, was very common. And then, you know, we had that whole rush to divide Africa and all this kind of stuff. So the least that people can do is, is to at least be historically aware, which requires reading. And mm. because our education system, I don't recall ever discussing anything to do with racial racial tension in in our country um and i don't know no, why really. to be honest not really so well i I'm, i have vague memories of learning uh a little bit more about the chinese experience the railroad hmm. um that's really kind of it we i mean that that was talked about because when they talked about expansion and the railway coming across the country uh the usual thing that gets discussed is about how the Chinese were very good at being blown up in tunnels, essentially, especially, you know, out this way in the, uh, on the West coast because of the Rockies. So mm. yeah, it sucks all around, but that doesn't make everyone bad. It doesn't make everyone evil. It just means that we need to come to terms with the fact that the history of our country is not roses and puppies. So yeah, yeah, very definitely not. Because the one thing that happens is I think people realize or when they make these realizations they kind of start to feel bad. But I don't think there's anything to really feel bad about. I think that you just need to educate yourself. 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 Um because that way you can't perpetuate that kind of stuff in the future. And, you know, you can at least recognize that, um, like, for example, somebody who is, uh, indigenous should not be able to, or should be able to, sorry, let me clarify, should be able to go into a bank with their granddaughter to open a bank account and not get arrested which has happened here in Vancouver a couple of years ago. A grandfather took his daughter into the branch. They were going to open an account. I mean, I might be simplifying this situation, but they basically were opening an account and uh, the bank, you know, had them arrested for something. I've forgotten exactly what the reason was, but they thought there was some fraudulent thing going along. And mm. I, as a white person, I suspect probably could have gone into the branch 99% of the time to open an account, 
and never would have dawned on anybody that I was committing fraud. Um, mm. I don't know. Shit don't like know, that man. pisses you're, me off. You're a shifty looking bugger. I know. But that kind of stuff just pisses me off. And Kidding. this yeah. chapter yeah, that's talking uncool. about how people should know themselves. I think in a situation like that, if the individual who triggered this, I think there's something shifty going on because these people want to open an account. Oh my God. Uh, that they should have, they would have not done that. They might've just said, Oh, Hey, this person once brought his granddaughter, open her first account. Cool. Like, I don't know. Maybe potentially they might have, done that to somebody you know what? else i'm sure I, I i don't know well, I, I doubt it i'm wondering though like a bank let's get serious here a bank is going to have administrative mechanisms in place for yep checking this kind of shit over right so again though i guess we have to bear in mind what you said we don't really know the full situation. We don't know exactly what happened. I mean, it's, I, because I'm on both sides of this one, totally. It, it's horseshit that uh, an indigenous gent goes in with his granddaughter to set up an account at a bank and it turns into a shit show. And yeah. that, it, it was a thing. And yet at the same time, I recognize the whole, you know, sweaty rage culture stuff that goes on with Facebook, right? Yeah. And social media. So I'm careful sorry, with that. Did you call, sorry, you just called it sweaty rage culture? I did. <laughs> okay. No, I just wanted to make sure because I love that. I love that. Sweaty rage culture. All right, cool. You take it take it and run to it baby um yeah i just because that is is pointless and i think that points to what you were talking about that kind of uh woke culture type stuff right tends to unfortunately kind of steer in that direction um division yeah yeah and well, I, I know it's, to it's be a actually bit of... in this chapter where I think Jeff says something about uh hang on I let me scan it really quickly here. Yeah, about how he talks about how the original 13 colonies of the United States uh fought um each other and then mm. eventually realized that they would be stronger if they actually worked together. Mm. And I think that's ultimately what I'm what I really took away from this thing and and why I've you know, like when you were identifying people based on on ridiculous rules, um, mm. you know, it's uh, racial profiling. Exactly. Yeah. Sounds like what you're talking about. Which is such a weird thing to pull out of this chapter, but I think it actually does fit. So. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Continue. I agree. I agree. It's uh. What's yeah, no, it's it's amazing. It's amazing what you're what you're talking about. I think that's entirely what their point was with this. You know what what what's the 
the title again? What what makes a man? Yeah. Uh, what makes a man, Miss Lebowski? Yeah. And what what's the measure of? I I would argue we could just expand it to what what makes a human, you know, and what's the measure of a human? Uh, Agreed. You know, um, but I guess of course they you know they they chose that specifically because that's a line from the movie and it works nicely. But um, I uh, I you know what I think quite frankly the two of them would be just ecstatic that this is the kind of conversation that the chapter has sparked. Because, I would hope so. Yeah. I mean, it, it is, it's something that has become more relevant now. It um, really it's, is. It's isn't always it? been relevant, but yeah, I'm thinking that if you're able to uh, measure yourself but also measure the world hmm. um in in this particular perspective that i think those two things working together hopefully will bring you to an enlightened way of thinking or expanding your knowledge or something hmm. totally totally I mean, I'm and i think trying not to simplify it in a way that makes no sense but well that's yeah. <laughs> See, that's always my struggle with this damn book because it's, and it's, it's Zen. It's Zen. It's even to philosophy. Uh, truly, it, it's deeper, uh, deeper thought in any form. How do you yeah. freaking pin it down? Y you know, it's, you uh, well, quite, yeah, you're, you're right. You can't. It's impossible. The best you can do is, uh, I love the, the Zen phrase, the finger pointing at the moon. That's a really cool poetic image for for what, you know, masters, I think, throughout time have kind of said the same thing. That's that's what I'm doing is I am a finger pointing at the moon. That's it. Yeah. You know, that's uh, it, the best that anybody can do. Because in the end, we all have to look at the moon ourselves. Yeah. and you know come to our own understandings and, um but going back a little bit um that that's kind of fun having them going off in the background <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that you're amused I'm, just like, <laughs> I'm sure anybody listening would be amused as well um but yeah i uh i i mean you, you know me i couldn't agree with you more about that sense that um, we really as a planet and this is not the first time it's been said by any kind of stretch that you know we're kind of in a spot now where humanity as a planet needs to find ways of functioning more as a whole and less as self-interested political units on the surface because if we don't find ways of of uh, getting some kind of common ground, we's in deep shit. Yeah, I mean, no, I there's people that claim that we're done as it is. We've you know passed the point of no return uh, in terms of global warming, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, or either that, or you know, it's basically 
five minutes to midnight, you know, and we really, they're not hopeful that we're going to make any significant changes in those five minutes that we've got left type of deal. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm more of a glass half full kind of guy. So I like to think that, you know, the, the potential is there. Um, I do kind of think that, you know, we are at a bit of a crossroads where we, well, we're either just going to nuke ourselves or we're going to, we're going to, we're going to level up and we'll, you know, we'll sort, sort some shit out and get to that point where there's at least enough, uh, cooperation amongst individuals, amongst governments and, and countries that will, yeah. uh, we'll be able to, you know, have, have some kind of decent life, uh, on the planet, you know, instead of this raging mess that seems to be going on in many parts of the planet these days, you know, and it, it brings me back to another point you made about educating yourself about, um, you brought up in specific Canadian history, right? Where we were all like, oh, we're so awesome. We were the end of the Underground Railway for the States and we accepted all these black people. And you're like, well, <laughs> the truth was a little more like they were still kind of in hiding even when they got here. And God knows how they were treated yeah. when they got here, right? But um, it, yes, yes, uh, education, not a bad thing. But there's another part of me as well that says, well, yes, that's cool. But is that impacting how you treat your fellow human beings right here, right now? Am I making sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, keep going. Um, and I'm not saying this of you because you're, you're an amazing human being. So um, that's not the point. But the point is for somebody who struggles with you know, seeing the other as um, bad or violent or, you know, uh, demonic, whatever, whatever negative label you want to put on it. Um, you got to examine that shit and decide, you know, what, uh, how do you want to treat your fellow humans? How do you want to be treated? Um, it's really, it's easy and it's not. Uh, again, I think you brought some of this up already when you're making your earlier comments. You know, it's, uh, what were you talking about there? It was getting, getting to know yourself, I think, you know, digging a little yeah, I mean, deeper that's, and that's the understanding yourself. That's the kernel of the chapter is yeah. how do you, one of the key things about being to answer the question of, of what, 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 what makes a man mm. um, is really about your choice to, like you are somebody who is, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You are the individual of your own uh, making. You are able, mm. you're, you're, you're born a blank slate to a degree. Mm. Uh, Mm -hmm. then you eventually cross over into adulthood and that's really when you make the choice like i mean in my opinion most people are too stupid when they're a teenager to make any decisions that make any sense and mm. you get to a certain point where you 
recognize that uh, I mean because here's 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 the thing. The first thing I want to say is when you're gonna grow up. Well, that's actually not it because we're all gonna grow up. We all we can't stop that from happening unless we mm. discover some genetic secret and we remain young forever. Mm. But you, the choices that you have to decide about are what kind of person you want to be, uh, as in, do you want to be a villain or do you want to be the hero or something along those lines? I mean, that's a terribly mm -hmm. oversimplification, but, but that's what I mean, that you, at some point in your life, and sometimes it comes later, sometimes it comes earlier. Like, there's only probably say three people I know in my entire life that I knew when I was 15 who'd already knew what they wanted to do. And they were so mm. set on it, they eventually became that thing, that career, whatever it is. Mm. And mm. they seem happy in it, which is awesome. Mm. But I think most people, they get out of high school, then they go, oh my God, what the fuck am I doing? Mm. And then you mm. kind of, fudge around for a few years and then eventually you come out the end. I think nobody needs to go to school uh, post high school uh, until they're ready. There's always this push mm. to get people into universities and secondary yeah. post-secondary. Yeah. And I think that now, you know, 20 odd years later of having graduated from university, um, I learned some very valuable skills but the measure, which is where I'm going with this, um, is wrong. We are in high school. We have the grade system of whatever it is. And then you're thrust into university where the grade system is the same thing. You get, you get assigned grades, A, B, C, D, etc. Where I think that there needs to be a different way of interacting as an adult. Because when you're a babe in the woods, you're still a babe in the woods. You There's nothing you're doing that is different from when you were at high school. And I think I, I see it with friends of mine and my other half who teaches university students. They're babies. They come out of high school and they haven't matured beyond the high school. And then they go into university mm. where the people who are teaching them are expecting them to act as adults. And I think that that's too soon because they're mm. not. And very, as I said, in very rare sort of situations, sure. But I think the majority definitely don't know what the hell to do. And it sucks. Mm. It really, it really could be better. So I think. I, I, I guess I hope that people would learn and take away from this chapter that if you're reading this as an adult, you already kind of know who you are. And there's definitely things that you can do to learn more about yourself. And, mm. but many things. It would be cool if we were able to teach much younger people. Um, like, I'm talking before being a teenager. 
I'm talking like eight, nine, mm. ten, to kind of start instilling mm. in people that, uh, you know, what kind of person do you want to be? Um, and if they say, I want to be a cat, you're going to be the best cat ever. But a kind cat, a cat that cares about other people or something. I've, mm. I've, I've met two people in my life, two people that had kids, that uh, the kids around the time that I am thinking about is there were two uh, uh, within a couple of years of each other that wanted to be dogs. And the parents were like, we call him Fido mm. right now because we're not allowed to call him anything else. We have to feed him in a dog bowl. <laughs> like, I love that stuff. But uh, once they're beyond that stage, uh, <laughs> then you can still work into uh, it. You know, what kind of what kind of measure is a good dog? What is what makes a good dog? And is it the fact that the good dog behaves? Or is it the fact that the good dog likes to cuddle half the day? I speak mm. from experience. But um <laughs> anyway, so I was just rambling about about this, but it just struck me as interesting. Oh no, yeah, no. But I'm interested. Uh, it's why did you find it difficult, like you know, looking into I, this chapter again? I don't know. It may may have been partly um, because I don't have that connection with film that you do. Um, right, right. Being being the film guy, it's you know really steeped in it, which is very cool. Um, not me. Um, I I am not. I mean, I I know a little bit about Jeff Bridges, um, but honestly, I know a little bit more about him because he's this cool Zen guy, and and, and uh, you know I've read this book through once many years ago. Um, kind of working my way through it again now as we're you know doing our thing. But, um, you know, you were mentioning that some of what was being brought up, you were making those connections because you had seen those movies and you knew, um, for example, the director or something like that's not, it's not my, my not my depth, not my area. Right. Um, so that's what was so cool about, about that for you. But yeah, that's, I think maybe part of where I missed out on some of the juice in the chapter. Um, I think the other part of it may just have been my brain just wasn't there when I read it and uh, I kind of missed, um, some of the, some of the stuff that was there that I could have, you know, pulled out, but as you're chatting, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm totally, I'm there. I get it. And I can see where those connections are happening, um, in the chapter and it's all, it's all making sense. Um, definitely. Uh, well, I mean, um, it leads into the next chapter, which is, what do you do, Mr. Lebowski? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which are so generally kind of conflated, I think. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I can see oh, what it's... they're trying to do in the book, where they're, which I think they're successful at. But I'm just saying, from the perspective of constructing how these things flow together, um, mm. the what makes a measure and then what do you do with that measure? I think is where they're leading yeah. it. But, um, yeah. And, and even that, you know, what is it you do? Is that a true measure? You know, like if we're going to kind of mix. Exactly. All right. Like, yeah. Cause the chapter, 
after that is nothing's fucked dude which mm. is basically them i've forgotten the movie what is it? is it the i think it was had to do with the car the car that was uh this is what you do when you fuck a man so in the ass billy or whatever the guy's name was and uh even though in the movie they're sort of a the dude is at a low point he had this crazy gun-toting friend who's like the hell's wrong with you like you're so bummed out man nothing's fucked what life's gonna change because of this one little situation whatever um yeah anyway i don't want to read too further too far ahead but but um yeah Oh, it's it's nice to get little little teasers there for sure, you know. And you know, I I would say um, this is not a book for reading. This is a book for sipping mm-hmm. and contemplating because it's too rich. And there's too much there to do the, um, the, the, the speed reading thing and get yeah. through the book so that you can say you've read it at parties and amaze everybody with your erudition. Um, it, yeah, pointless. Pointless. If that's how you're going to treat this book. And the more you and I are going through these chapters i'm like oh my god you know they just we're only able to kind of scratch the surface about what each chapter can bring up for you um because of the material that's in it you know Mm. so it's we've kind of touched on this before and i think you and i had very different takes on it um in terms of uh was it was it a good primer uh for i guess buddhist thinking i i think was our discussion yeah um a while back and and i thought it was pretty good and you were like oh man this thing is just all over the place it's got no you know there's no there's no techniques there's no kind of tools that you can use to Mm. bring any of this to life for yourself um it's it's not instructional it's no, exactly. Reflective. It's yeah, yeah, very and, much so. Which is great, but still. Yeah. yeah, and hey, I guess what do you say, right? Each individual is going to react to that differently. Are they going to are they going to have that sense of, "Oh my god, this is just another book that's babbling at me. I want I want some real shit that I can do, man." Yeah. Fair enough. Exactly. And yeah, I like to think too, and maybe this is my my own personality cuz I tend to sit on my ass and not do much and think uh, with my brain too much. Um, but I, I like to think that for other folks, this book can be the catalyst that will spark somebody to go and do a little bit more research and say, hey, I like this, this Zen yeah. shit. Where can I go? What can I do? How do I get plugged in? How do I bring this stuff to life for me? in my life and hey as as you know there is a ludicrous amount of material out there and people 
um, like I've been studying um, a little more about our own Western mystical tradition, which a lot of people, you know, don't even know exists. Um, but it's uh, it's called like hermetic magic or high magic type stuff, right? And it sounds really weird and far out, and but its underpinnings are um, a, a little bit uh, Eastern, um, but a lot of it is based on uh, deeper um, understandings of our own Western tradition in terms of um, in Christianity, um, uh, Judaism, um, even, you know, you could move a little bit into um, uh, Mohammedism. I've, is that the right term for it? Um, you know, the the Abrahamic uh, faiths, I think those are the three uh, big ones. I'm not super learned in this stuff, so I might be uh, skating a little off the rails on that, but um, I think those are the, the main ones. But um, yeah, it you know, it's it's about personal inclination in terms of what what grabs you, what um, what do you want to explore that you feel is going to really um, help you live a life that you want to live. That's really kind of what it boils down to in, you know, as cool a way as, as you can be. Um, so it's really, really fascinating to see parallels in, um, in these areas as well. You know, like there's, there's definitely a tradition of kind of, um, and you've probably bumped across this yourself being the, the reading guy that you are with the perennial philosophy idea, right? If you, if you kind of go, go that level underneath what is commonly known and understood about Buddhism, about, um, Christianity and, um, all the major uh, traditions of, of belief and faith uh, in the world, um, mm -hmm. you see common threads, um, and, uh, it, you know, I, I'm sure that if you did a little bit of research into African faiths, you would see some of the same things. Um, that I can't speak to. I am completely, um, un, untaught, if you will, un, unresearched in that area, but, mm -hmm. um, there, you know, there are people that say that once you get that level deeper, really, it's kind of saying the same stuff. So, um, you, you just need to decide what, what grabs you, what works for you and roll with it. And you may well look at the other areas of, of belief as well. Um, but you'll, you'll kind of have your your home base uh that you work from as well um that's exactly. uh you know kind of what i don't know trying to trying to bring it back because i'm completely rambling here um trying to bring it back to what we're talking about you know it's uh what what is the measure of a man well 
I don't know. It's uh, we we kind of recognize now that it's not uh, it's not money. It's not um, not a, a gorgeous partner. It's not you know mansions, etc. etc. Um, <laughs> it's not so. mansions. That's true. <laughs> but I still want one. Yeah, oh, me too. I'm all in. A big yard, um, a pool, masseuse built into the home. Masseuse built oh, into the yeah. home. Hey. Wow. Have, have your own staff. Why not? Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, but are, are those the measure? Well, clearly no. It's, you know, and I think maybe this is kind of what, where my babbling is coming from, you know, it's, um, those, those systems, the Zen, the Judaism, Christianity, Mohammedism, on and on, all of them have their measure, you know? Um, but what it comes down to is how are you going to be in the world as a being, as a human, um, you know, what, what's driving your choices? Uh, what are your values driving those choices? Um, are, are they healthy? Are they helpful? Are they constructive for yourself or the people around you or not? You know, mm -hmm. so on that note, yes, let's leave it there. And then we'll continue next week. Or the week after, whenever we record next, yes. two weeks from now, uh, about the next chapter. Thank you for watching. I said listening. I meant listening. Oh my God, I can't speak. What is wrong with my brain? I've had a stroke. <laughs> ah! <laughs>